The better you get, the more critics you will attract. That's it. a pleasant good evening to everyone in All Flavors Land. How are you all doing out there? I am naturally... I've done it again, Lily. <laughs> I am Wimbo77. And I'm naturally Lily. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. And Lily, you need to get that mic round your face. I know, I'm just sorting this out. Okay, so... It's been a quite kind of long day for me today. I don't know where it? to start, really. Why has it been a long day? Uh, lots to do, lots to do. And oh. we finally got in our letter for opting out to, this, to the GPs today. I walked down with um, little madam and we went and gave it. I did ask for a... Um, I asked for a receipt, but he says they don't do them. So he sort of scan it straight into... A receipt? Yeah, just to say that they received it. Because they might just say they didn't receive it. Oh Isn't God. it? You lot are so suspicious of everything. It's not about being suspicious. It's just like being careful because we don't really know how things roll to a degree, you know. What about your day? How was your day? Calm. Oh, nice. Well, nice no, that's day. that's not true. It was um, interesting. It was mm. very busy, busy-ish. Yeah. Um, but, Yeah. It was, nice. a, it was a nice day. It was a nice day. Well, we're saying hello to the All Flavors crew, all the DJs, um, the Facebook crew, um, tuning crew, WhatsApp crew, and everyone around the world. And today, the questions that we're asking, um, it was a question sent in by a listener, DiCarlo, thank you. Um, how do we release anger towards our parents and learn to forgive them? Interesting question. Very interesting question, because it depends on where we're coming from and all that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll really get into that and find out why we should be angry at our parents in the first place if we are that way. Mm -hmm. And um, how we release that anger. Yeah. So that's one of the things we're speaking about today. I'm shouting out Charlie Muir and DJ Slim, as well as uh, Mark Philogene. Great stuff yesterday um, on Monday. Um, we had the DJs were playing all over the start end as well. It was Father's Day. On Sunday. On yeah. Sunday. It was rather nice, wasn't it? It was lovely. We all got together and had nice family time. Yeah. Which was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, uh, it was an interesting weekend, actually, because Saturday was um, Juneteenth. Mm. And <clears throat> I felt like it should have been a bit of a happier occasion does that apply to us do you think it or doesn't was... it's an american thing yeah right so i'm talking in their behalf the only reason i'm saying it's because of who we were you know we've made the t-shirts and stuff um i thought it should have been a happier occasion and it really wasn't it probably is quite somber when you, they're a lot remembering of people were, were insulted by people's happy juneteenth celebration statements Really? Mm. So what kind of... Is it just meant to be something that's memorialised or something that we kind of have a passing thought to or something that is celebrated? I personally felt like... Mm. We... <sighs> Basically... Mm. They've made it a, a national holiday, I think, in the States. And 
Did Biden? Biden's just written that. It's a national holiday, yeah, isn't it? He's, yeah, he's made it a federal holiday. Now, no, it doesn't rectify all the wrong that's been done and there's a lot of change. But instead of people saying in that way, oh, thanks for the holiday, but there's a bit more that needs to be done. Mm. Um, people are just acting really ungrateful. We didn't ask for it to be a holiday. We want boom, 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 boom. And it's like, I get you're angry. I get you're frustrated. I get that, you know, it's taken this long for it to be a recognised holiday. But I acknowledge that now it is a recognised holiday. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It was it was quite shocking, actually. And that's recognising being completely free from yeah. slavery. That's South and yeah. North. 1865, June the 19th. 1865 was when um, the slavery ended. They were liberated, supposedly. Mm. Um, It's just an acknowledgement of the day when they were supposed to put a stamp on the end of slavery. Obviously, we know they enslave us in different ways. Yes. But this was a stamp on the day when legal slavery ended. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it, it should have been a moment where you did reflect and think, wow... Do you think we have come a bit far? There is a lot, like even us as a people, just acknowledging that us as a people, this is what we were when we came here. I'm not talking mm. about, I'm talking about Americans. This is what we were when they brought us here. But now look at us. We're entrepreneurs. We're business people. We're boom, boom, boom. But instead, they just kind of flipped it on the negative side. Is, is that because maybe it's just a fraction? Of black people that are doing well in the States and not so much more doing well. No, because there's loads of successful people in the States. I, I, do, I, don't, I feel like it's the same here. We make the assumption that loads of young boys are, you know, rough and tough and on the streets and all of this kind of stuff. They're uneducated. But actually, the majority are in colleges, universities mm. and studying to do things that are better in their lives. So I, I think that we just... We're still thrown the the blind. We're still blind in the sense where we think that black people are poorer, black mm. people are uneducated, that kind of thing. Um, I think they're angry because yeah, there are still a lot of things that need to be done. We still got you know police brutality is really bad out there, and mm. there's loads of racism and things like that that's still going on. And I get that, but the whole point of this day that you've been going on for the last however many years saying this is our day. Right. Now you've been given that day. And still not You're acting ungrateful. It. I don't know. When it comes and to national holidays and all that kind of stuff. I, that, I just feel like it's the principle, though. It's the most, it is true, the principle, that they did, did recognise it before it became something national. Mm. And I guess they get the day off for that as well, Yeah, exactly. Like they always say, oh, you give the Jews Yom Kippur, we want our day. You've been given Mm. your day and you're just acting like a a brat. Like I just, Mm. you know when you say, when um, when we talk about us being united and coming together and making the change. That just showed me that is is we are such a long way off. I'm hard to please. Black people have always Fully. said that as well. Very, very hard to please. You go out, you do something, and there's always another thing that they find a fault with. Mm. And I can talk about that because I've seen it on so many occasions. But mm. what can we do in that situation? What what it, it, like we said before, it's sort of like brick by brick, mm. each person to person. And obviously going in with asking that question about 
um, how we were raised, um, how do we release anger towards our parents? And then we're going to go on and see that there's, there's a whole other back end of that and why people will be angry. Again, I guess with the same thing with Juneteenth, mm. why people might be angry about it, why some people might celebrate it. Mm. It really just depends, I think, because... But that's the joke. Everyone's celebrating it. And that's right. what makes me laugh. You're all celebrating mm. it. But because... Is it because the white man made it legal that now you're vexed about it because you wanted to just be rebellious? Is that what it is? That what it is about? Is it about being rebellious? Oh, you're not giving it to me, so I'm going to take it for myself. Oh, you didn't give me this day off, so I'll just take it off anyway. And now they're saying to you, no, you don't have to. You have yeah, to you do can that. have it off now. You can yeah. have it off, and they're yeah. they're angry. I don't I don't understand. <sighs> I don't know, but you know. But yeah, that's know, it. Motiv- it was a bit of a... motivations behind these things. Yeah, it, it just opened my eyes a bit to as well when you're when you're in business and you try and um target specific people. Yeah. And those same people turn around and say, Oh yeah, you've done this for me, you've made this for me, and yeah. it's it's really nice. But you've done this wrong and you've done that wrong and mm. even though I've done everything that you asked for, just it just showed that, you know. Did you hear the the motivation at the top of the show? It spoke about don't let critics stop you. Mm. All right. So there's always gonna be a critic. And the thing is, what the point made is that the critics, they're there. They're not there to elevate you, mm. they're there to criticize and perhaps bring you down. And that's probably because they can't do it themselves. Yeah. So we've got to look at it like kind of from that angle as well and see that you can't please everybody. You really can't. This is why we've got to concentrate on pleasing ourselves. Yeah. All right? And if someone doesn't like it over there, someone over there will like it. Mm. Someone else away from that. Mm. So all the people that were appreciative of it, kudos to them. Yeah. All the ones that wanted to make something big out of it, leave them to get on because there'll be something else that they'll find to complain about anyways. Always. Isn't Always, it? Always, yeah. So today, National Day. I I loved today's National <laughs> Day. You yeah, know, because when little madam came in today, I said, where's my kiss? And she gave me a kiss. Because it is National Kissing Day. As yeah. well as Windrush Day. We are celebrating. Well, is it? Again, it's a, it's it a similar a thing, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> is it similar a thing. And um, from what you told me uh, about your experience today... We might have a look into that and see. So, National Kissing Day on June 22nd. It's 22nd of June, everyone. Mm -hmm. We are practically past halfway through the year. And to me, it seems like the year's just begun, but there you go. Isn't today also the day where it starts... The sun starts going back round again. The day starts shortening. So, yesterday was the longest day of the year. Mm. Now, today, it's declining, declining, and it was a bit cold, but yeah. warm at the same time. I had my heating on yesterday. So I did as well. <laughs> it was cold. Was like, how could we go from being so hot in the house having the heating on? But, <laughs> so, but it was the longest day yesterday. It's June the 22nd. So it's all about showing love and improving your health, because kissing is related to good health. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. Kissing is actually good for wellness and kissing relieves stress, burns calories and benefits your immunity. I don't know how that is with all that saliva going around the place, but it did, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so many perks 
We can't imagine why anyone wouldn't want to celebrate. So pucker up, guys. Pucker up. What do you think, Leish? I just think it's funny. They think it started in <laughs> India. What was, where is it gone? Um... Rubbing oh, the noses, it. wasn't it? They, where they used to rub the noses. Is that what they used to do? Yeah, but I thought that was Eskimos that, that's Eskimo that used kiss. to rub their noses. They say, historians believe the earliest re- oh, reference to kissing traces back to India mm. with four major texts in the Vedic Sanskrit um, literature referencing the supposed earliest forms of kissing dating from 1500 BC. These texts describe kissing as the act of rubbing and pressing noses together yeah Mm. um and then fast forward to 326 bc and kissing became mainstream thanks to the army of alexander the great after the death of alexander his army spread out as did the act of kissing so what the army learned was to kiss and then they went home they was happy to see their beloved and they celebrated it with a kiss and then that's the, the trend. So does that mean they didn't kiss before then? Surely they must they have kissed did. before. Yeah. It's just, like you said, it's the first time it was documented, isn't it? Yeah. But it says it shows friendship. Well, it showed friendship back then. So the French kiss, is that the, the two sides? No. Oh, no, French kiss No, French kiss was a, was a term that they adopted in America mm. from, when did it say... Um, the First World War, I think it was. Okay. Oh, where is yeah, it? Yeah, because you know in the black and white films. Yeah. They always had their mouths closed, didn't they? Like, and just press the mouths together. Unlike today. Oh. These days, it's like they want to suck your face off. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Like, oh my gosh, slow down, slow down. Are you hungry? Oh my life. You know, what I love are the numbers now. Yeah, these and I've actually so taken two for my own teaching sessions. Okay, okay. Because so I found them really interesting. Yeah. Twenty six is the number of calories burnt during one minute during a one minute kiss. So if you want to burn some calories, try five minutes because you'll burn over a hundred and twenty five. Um, two hundred and seventy. No, twenty five times five is one hundred and twenty five. Okay. So, about 25. Okay. And <laughs> 278 was, is the number of bacteria colonies exchanged during a kiss. Yuck. But that could be good bacteria. So, mm. maybe that's why it's good for the immune system. Sharing of bacteria from maybe. someone else and then your body learns to fight it off. Okay. And yada, yada, yada. Maybe that's why. Um, two weeks is the time a person spends in their life kissing. I've... I think I've spent that. more. Yeah, for I've me. spent a lot more time kissing. Because you kiss your kids. Yeah. Not just your, your partner you kiss, is it? You kiss your mum, you kiss your dad. Yeah, that's true. Two so, weeks, I don't think that's no, accurate. No. $1,600. Mm-hmm. So about fourteen fifty, fifteen hundred pounds is a price for which a lipstick imprint of a kiss made by Mick Jagger was oh, wow. sold. An imprint of his kiss, really? It's got quite a thick rubber lips, isn't it, Mike? Sorry, sorry, <laughs> Mike. Got rubber lips. Nice. Um, <laughs> Seventy-nine is the number of guys the average woman kisses before marriage. That's lies, shocking. Lies. Is that no? But is that guys that she's dating guys, or is that males in her life? Never. Do you know? Do you know seventy-nine men and you've kissed them all, Lily? 
No. No. I know 79 men, but I haven't kissed all of them. No. That's disgusting. Well, it's not disgusting. It's weird. (laughs) Sounds like a big number to me. Like 79 people, 79 mouths before you're married. Okay. Next one. 90% is the average, is the percentage of people in the world who kiss on the lips. Okay. Yeah. I I have a thing with saliva, so I do find it very difficult. (laughs) So I tend to just go for the the cheek. But you don't always exchange saliva when you kiss on the lips. Mm, But it's still the mouth. Unless that person's really soggy. Carry on, please move on. (laughs) 50% is the percentage of people who have kissed before reaching their teenage years. Mm Mm-hmm. That means 12-year-olds are just lipsing up one another. Yeah, sounds about then, right. Here's the number. 1923 was the year when the when the term French kiss came into use in America. Right. So just after the First World War. 34, this is what I've taken, 34 mm. is the number of facial muscles used to kiss someone. So mm. we only teach three of the facial muscle pairs facial muscles and four of the muscles that you use to chew okay muscles of mastication so how many four muscles four muscles to chew four muscles of there's more than that but four that we specifically refer to okay to to that support chewing and three that support the facial expression okay and 34 and one of those is uh, the muscle around the lips that helps you pucker up okay yeah, it's called the bicularis oculi. Okay, bicularis oculi. Obicularis. 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 Oculi. Oh, you've to. Bicularis oculi. Oculi. Okay. There's a bicularis oris. That's the eyes. Yeah. So the other one is the lips. And um, five. This is the other one I've taken. Five is the number of cranial nerves involved in one kiss. Wow. So we have 12 cranial nerves. That's here your cra- um, in your temples, right? Is that your cranial? No, so your cranial nerves are nerve parts of, they're part of the nervous system. So you've got okay. three parts of the nervous system and one of those parts has 12 cranial nerves mm. that sends messages to the mouth, the tongue, the cheeks, the jaw. Um, we teach that there's 12 but we only really need to know four for mm. dentistry okay um and through two of them that i can think of may be involved in a kiss because they're to do with the tongue okay so, so there's five there's five cranial nerves involved in one kiss and that's dependent on the kiss because it could just be yeah one so of if those it's kisses, just the lips yeah then it's just one i can think of Whereas if it's a no, French two. kiss, then that would be involved in the tongue. I just thought it? that would have been lots more. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so how can we celebrate National Kiss Day then? Oh my goodness. So you no can... hashtag National Kiss Day. Kiss, hello. Mm-hmm. While you may normally... Now, this is so not going to happen during this COVID season, but <laughs> while you may normally go in for a handshake or an elbow butt mm. um, or a high five, try something new inspired by the Europeans. Opt to kiss those you meet today with a kiss on both cheeks. Surely they'll think you're fancy, but we might recommend not trying this on your boss. 
Mm. I like the um, Eritrean kids. I was going to say that, times. yeah. And three then, times. La, 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 la. Then they scream as well afterwards. Do they? Yeah. Oh, no one's ever done that to me. I, I used to do it all the time. Yeah. Okay. We might have a tray in with our ears and, mm. you know, whenever kids, free kisses. I do the free kisses. La, 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 la. But yeah. not the la la la. Yeah. It sounded proper foreign. <laughs> la la la. <laughs> Number two, try out new kissing methods. Mm. They say practice <clears throat> makes perfect, don't they? You've got the kissing thing down now, um, down by now. But who says you can't have a little fun with it? Mix up your daily peck with a French kiss, butterfly kiss, or a hand kiss with a curtsy. What's a butterfly kiss? No idea. Does anyone out there know what a butterfly kiss is? Because I have no idea as to what a butterfly, butterfly kiss is. And it's one of those when you open and close your mouth. <laughs> That's not a kiss. Because there's different ways. There's really different ways of kissing as well, isn't there? There is, but I just all associate them all with a French kiss. Okay, well, we've, we've learnt a new one today, and a hand kiss. Well, that's that was that's, very chivalrous, isn't wasn't that it? that That's blowing a kiss. Oh. Isn't shit. it? Like, you know, the chivalry where the, the woman gives the hand out and the man kisses the hand. I don't like people kissing my hand. Jesus <laughs> What else can we do? Watch a rom-com. Mm. If you'd rather not partake in the kissing festivities yourself, there's no harm in setting, settling in and watching a romantic movie solo or with friends. Maybe even try to track down the kiss and see where it all began. I think yeah. kisses started from the beginning of time. Because when Adam or, mm, <laughs> met his wife, he said, at last bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, he must have run up and given her a hug and a kiss. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful I don't know people. Why, you would, why it wouldn't be something that's normalised from the beginning? Or yeah. Time. And, I mean, when a baby's born as well. You like, you're it. just like, oh, so, and smell and kissing it all the time. Mm. Oh, I used to love kissing the girls. Their lips were so soft as well. You just. You kiss their foot, you kiss their hand, you kiss their head, you kiss their. You know? Yeah. Ah, so, National Kissing Day, beautiful people. It is that day today. And yeah, like it says there, in a lifetime, I'm not too sure about how true this is, that we'll we'll only spend two weeks kissing in life. I think it's a lot, lot, lot longer than that. So celebrate life today with a kiss. Yes, Lily. I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah. When you first meet someone, you spend at least two days kissing them. So that's already what? (laughs) A good percentage. When you first meet someone, your boo thang. Right. You spend at least two, three days kissing them. You really? lock up yourself in the house. Or when you go on your honeymoon or whatever, you lock up yourself in the hotel and you don't leave. Hey. That's, what's that? Two days out of 14. We used to call it muffin. What's that? Kissing. When we were younger, you had a boyfriend and you'd go and have muffin. Oh, we called it lipsin. Lipsin. See, it's kissing. Yeah, I guess you're right. You'd spend all your time kissing, wouldn't you? So two weeks, that's just nonsense. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> So it's National Kissing Day, beautiful people. So go and kiss a loved one, kiss a friend, even kiss yourself. There you go. So today in history, Leisha, I really love this um, statement. Um, It was Michael Jordan that said that. And it says, winners never quit and quitters never win. I've heard this statement before. Yeah, I think I found it a long time ago. But Michael Jordan was the one that, is uh, said to have um, said that quote mm. and it's so so true 
when we find it hard, we, we're trying to win in life, we're trying to win at something, that if we quit, we'll never win. Of course not. Yeah, so winner never quits, regardless of how many times they might fall down, they'll still get up again. And that's quite true in Michael Jordan's case, because mm. I know that he was dropped from his basketball team. Mm. Yet he still would practice, 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 and he got picked up. Mm. And look at who he is now. One of the greatest of all time. Greatest of all time and a very um, good business businessman mm. at the same time. Mm. But in line with this, um, Lane College is a college that um, was opened up in 1878. Mm-hmm. And it was... Um, it, located in Jackson, Tennessee. So we're looking at um, today in history and uh, it's a liberal arts college located in Jackson, Tennessee. The college was founded in 1882 by Bishop Isaac Lane, a former slave and bishop of the Coloured Methodist Episcopal Church. Lane College is the first institution established by the Methodist Episcopal, these words, (laughs) Episcopal Church and one of the oldest historically black colleges. Now, you said something earlier mm-hmm. as regards to... Um, it's when you was talking just before we come come in and about Windrush Day. Mm-hmm. But in line to Juneteenth as well, that a lot of black folk, when they did come out from slavery, mm-hmm. that they'd done some really amazing things. Yeah. And this um, bishop did, this bishop Isaac Lane, he... Uh, founded, should we say, this college, a liberal arts college, and it was in Jackson, Tennessee. I'm sure that's south. Yeah, it is. Right? It Yet, is. He, it says, um, the idea of Lane College came into in 1878 when Reverend J.K. Daniels presented a resolution to establish a school at Tennessee Annual Conference. And the school was originally opened in November 82 at CME High School with Jennifer Lane, the daughter, being the teacher. However, on um, June 22nd, 1884, the school changed its name to the Lane Institute after it was chartered under the laws of State of Tennessee. Wow. So they expanded their curriculum to focus on preparing ministers and teachers. And then in 1887, the class graduated from Lane Institute. That's the same year that they appointed this Reverend T.F. Saunders as the school's first president. I like the topics they taught as well. I said mm. they, in 1896, they expanded their curriculum um, to include cl- the classics, natural and physical sciences, yeah. as well as mathematics. See? So even at that time, wow. coming out, people come out with a vision mm. and they followed through with that vision. And look at that. Mm. It says many, many colleges, many colleges have uh, closed today. However, this Lane Institute is still, like, standing there proud in the community. And it's expanding still as well. Yeah. That's what it was that you said about the way that people see our young men. Yeah. This um, institute, it was in line with that, is it's got a higher rate of male students than it does female students. So that goes to show, isn't it? doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and it is surprise it me. is a black college as well, which is wonderful. And it's a, cam- it's a campus that expands it and covers over 25 acres. So that must be a really beautiful place. The picture of it was lovely. 
Yeah. Says there's 18. Um, their enrollment now stands at slightly over 1,800, so mm. 1,800, and offers undergraduate programs leading to a Bachelor of the Arts or Science degree, so BA or BSc degrees. Because yeah. um, I know in America they have a lot of, um, they do a lot of diplomas, don't they? So you do your di- your diploma when you're in college. Right. You do your diploma in college. Or when you're in high school, you do your diploma. High and school, then, I think. Or GED. Is it GED? Is that something? Diploma, is that? Or something different? I think that's just general education. Okay. Diploma. And then they go to college, but they have to still go to a specialist college after that, don't they? Yeah. They come out with a lot of debt. I've seen this documentary. It's very scary. Thousands. And one woman, she was paying it back. She paid back the whole debt. But she still owed, like, nearly a million pounds or something. It was... was How? Because they put interest on it all. And this is the thing. Like, I know (laughs) as much as this country can grind on us, we have to still make the most of things that we have available to us now. I know uni costs nine grand a year. Yes, it costs nine grand a year, but that's what a student loan is there for. Mm, mm. You know, and I've got a student loan to pay back. You got a student loan to pay back, but you've got your education's done, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? You don't have to, and it's not unlike the American um, small business. It's not something that's a debt that's hanging over you Mm. in that sense, whereby once you start earning over a certain amount, yes, they're going to take their money back, but it's once you start earning over a certain amount. It's not, I know you don't have a job, but now you still got to pay it to me now. Mm. And people working, I mean, Dwayne's cousin the other day was talking to her and she goes, oh yeah, this is my regular job, but this, and when I'm at my weekend job, I'm like, what? When do you stop? Mm. They don't, they don't in the States. Like the IRS and all that stuff on their backs all the time. It's quite difficult. So we do we do have to be thankful for the little mercies mm. that we have. And yeah, that's Lane College in um, history. I mean, they're uh, still a black institution. And you know, it's wonderful that they're still remaining after all of this time. Mm. So, yeah, so it's National Kiss Day. And we've just spoken of Lane College. Do a little bit more research on that. It's really, they do um, Bachelor of Arts or Science degrees there as well. So we shall see y'all. Stick around. We'll see y'all in five. Oh, some hot sounds there, Millie Ripperton. She had quite a range, Lily. Something about eight octaves now. It can be the eight, but quite a. Let's get, get this. Get this. Wow, how amazing, how amazing. What a range, what a range. Mini Ripperton there for you beautiful people. Adventures in paradise. So, word of the day. Which is... Oops, sorry, Lily. <coughs> yeah. Miasma. Miasma. I've heard this word before, mm. but I can't remember the context in which I heard it in. It's not the Cockney miasma, I've got asthma. It's not, it's not that. <laughs> but it defines uh, 
smell in the air, toxic kind of thing that permeates the air. They used to be ref- in reference to disease floating yes, around in the air. Yes, yeah. used to be referenced. But I guess now you could use it. Like they they came into the room, the miasma really made the 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 air in the the room feel quite dense. No, because you're. <sighs> you could. I guess you could use it to the, in that mm-hmm. sense that someone because someone people can give off an air of miasma, right? A heavy vaporous emanation or atmosphere. So no. Mm. So it, you'd say the <laughs> the um, the room mm. exuded. Why are we searching? Here's it. <laughs> and you can say in the sense whereby it's a the example is a number of giant companies like Microsoft and Google have tried to streamline the consumer health experience, Mm. while many others have been part of digitising the back end. But it's still a miasma of confusion. See? So it's still a fog. An atmosphere. It's still an atmosphere of confusion. Yeah. So. So as well as it being something vaporous that can cause disease... But it, though that's that was the old term, the old term. So yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mean that now because obviously Ooh. we know that disease is caused by Bacteria. microorganisms yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, but using it in that context, using it in the context that it's something that poisons the air. Yeah, yeah, basically. So miasma. Yeah. That's that's actually a really nice one, and I think that's a nice one to use in writing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because you can go on and define or or express that it, maybe it was a character that they carried themselves that way and they brought that air of, yeah? Yeah, because they say that it comes from the term, um, it's a Greek term, Maya, Mayanian, mm. um, meaning to pollute. Yeah. So they entered the room coming in with their miasma of emotion and... Fab. Oh, I like that. I like to write that in a book. <laughs> yeah. See, guys, miasma. All right, so not miasma... Not miasma, no, not miasma. Miasma. Right, so meaning <laughs> to permeate the air with, and the atmosphere with... Um, miasma. Miasma, yes. Miasma. I like that word, actually. It yes. hasn't quite topped my bumba shoot. <laughs> yeah, do you remember what bumba shoot is? An umbrella. Umbrella. Was it umbrella hang- handle? Yeah. Oh, well, umbrella. Well, umbrella. An umbrella. Yeah. So it hasn't quite topped my bumper shoot. Okay. But, um, yes, <laughs> we know I've started using that rather often in sentence. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Good evening, Joy McKay. How you doing, Mama? Good oh, to have yeah. you on board. Yes, yeah, so miasma, very, very, um, it's a nice word. I like that because mm. it's a small word that defines quite a lot. Yeah, it's quite, got, it's quite an impactful word, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so shouting out um, DJ Nigel. You can catch Nigel um, at, on a Saturday at, from 8 till 10, as well as on a Sunday from 8 till 10 as well, and the other DJs too. So we're speaking, um, and I know we've spoken on it a while ago, as well as it's been um, highlighted in the adverts. Yes. And that is to do with the Errol McKenna. Now it's Men's Health Week. I know Men's Health Week started from the 17th, of June last week, okay? Mm-hmm. So really find out if the warning light is on. 
So, so what do you mean reminder, by warning light? Warning light, as in, have you uh, men, our listeners, gone out and had that prostate um, check yet? All right. Now, we know that it's slightly uncomfortable check, but it's better to be uncomfortable and know that you're well than to be comfortable and have no knowing. But is the first test that mm. uncomfortable test? I'm sure it's a blood test. Do they do blood tests now? I, I think it's a finger test, though. I thought that was the second stage. No, no. Because okay. that's how they check. That is actually how they check. And as it says, that prostate cancer is the most common form of cancer in the UK, in men in the UK. And one in four men are diagnosed from it, within the African Caribbean community. That's a high number. Yeah. That's four in ten men, mm. which is one in four, right? One in four, yeah. So one in four. So yeah, if, it was, right. if it was 16 men... Mm. Four of those would have, four times four, yeah. Four of those would have cancer. Yeah. And that's a form of cancer, because remember we're talking about prostate cancer here. But it's actually one of the forms that are better curable. They're they're more, the, the, what do they call it, prognosis for um, prostate prostate cancer is higher up than many of the other types of cancers. Because even when caught at the stage that most people catch it at and that's when it's um they've got the enlarged prostate Prostate, where it's like the size of tangerine even at that point Mm. it's still treatable it's still curable you still got a um a good chance of living on i mean errol mckenna found his um he got diagnosed he was one of the eleven thousand um that are counted in the statistic and he was told if he didn't have it out then it, he had six months to live Jeez. now he makes a point that if your oil light comes on if there's a warning light that comes on on your car do you ignore it mm. <laughs> do no you ignore we don't ignore light? it we just know what it means okay you know what it means but if you don't do something about it yeah. it's going to lead to a worse problem exactly yeah like you just said there so forty-seven thousand are diagnosed per year. That's a lot of people, all right, with that condition, and it claims 11,000 lives. And they say one in 12, are, <clears throat> one in 12 Asian men will be diagnosed. Um, one in eight Caucasian men will be um, diagnosed. But in the African-Caribbean community, it's, it's one in four. in four. So four, so Asian to 12, so that's three times more, less likely. Yeah. And then um, two times less likely are the British, the English, Caucasian, but one times more. And we know four men. So one of the four men, not that we know, but I'm saying we know Mm. four men, we know eight, we know 16. We know a group of men. And in that small group of men, imagine of your 16 males that are in your life, four of them could potentially be diagnosed. Do you know what I mean? It's that close to home that it's... It's not even something to be to be on the fence about, in my opinion. Mm. I just think <clears throat> we have to go every three years to go out and get something tested. It's not a very nice experience no. at all. Although I did, I went and had my breast done recently because you got when you get oh. to fifty, you got to go and get breasts thing, and you, it gets squashed inside yeah. these two plates. Now it wasn't that uncomfortable, really. 
um, but I did feel ill after the radiation. So whether I would do that again... What do you mean radiation? Because it's radiation. They did take an X-ray. So compared to a finger to an X-ray, I guess I would much rather if they touched it just to see if it, it was okay and mm. they were able to do that. Mm. And I know that, you know, it is an anal kind of um It's uncomfortable, inspection. yes. However... It's, like I said, it's better to be uncomfortable and know that you're okay than to be comfortable and not know. Mm. Right? So, But then the argument that, that most men will give is, I don't know, so I don't need to, to worry myself about it. But then my comeback to that is, what about your family and loved mm. ones around you? Yeah. Because yeah. Um, I'm sure you have <clears throat> ones around you that have had to go through certain uncomfortable experiences for, you know your benefit yeah so yeah. it's thinking about those around you as well because mm, i mean having a baby is uncomfortable it's a Jeez. male and female thing isn't it but we still do it and i mean it's it's hurts really does but you know in your in your case um fellas please uh, we urge you to just go and get it get the check go and get it done and make sure that you are okay so he he gives some symptoms here doesn't he Mm. And the conditions often develop slowly. So it's a slow process showing no obvious symptoms for many years. Yeah. So initially you might not have any symptoms at all. Yeah, and some aren't so apparent until prostate. A gland found in a men's pelvisus the size of a tangerine has grown large enough to constrict the urethra. So if you're having problems urinating, mm. that is one symptom, right? And blood in your pee. Blood in your pee. Yeah, so if you're finding it hard, yeah, to go to the loo, urine from the bladder through the your um, genit. But it's a it's a counterreactive thing as well because it says symptoms may also include an increased need to urinate. So you need right. to go to the toilet more, but you're having struggle going to the toilet, mm -hmm. um, and then you've got a poor flow, so nothing's really coming out, and then you always got the feeling that your bladder's not actually fully being emptied. So those are quite big warning signs. Mm. But before you even get to that, you can do the checks yourself. I know this, people laugh at it. And when, you know, people say, oh, do you check your balls? But you actually should go yeah. and feel. And if it feels abnormal, let's be honest, you know what they feel like. If mm. it feels abnormal, then you should go and get them checked. I don't know why people have this kind of stigma about checking yourself. Yeah. Um, we was taught, well, it was more like the midwife, actually, that taught me after I had my first child. But to how check. to check yourself yeah. and just when you're having a shower, just to where to put your hands and things like that. Um, men can do it in their shower. You wash yourself. So, mm. you know, check yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's just going to decrease the, the, the fact that you may be ill and you mm. may not. That's the point. But just go and get the checks done. And it's there for a reason, you know. This is, um, Errol said that they wanted to take him in for a biopsy. When um, I asked when they said, this morning I told my wife and she advised me to take a cab and she'll meet me there. So they, oh, they wanted him to do one straight away. You mm, say so you would. Yeah. yeah, so they've obviously found something. Then they've asked him to go straight into the hospital mm -hmm. because when it comes to cancer as well, mm. if it's a, what's the word very vicious, is that the right word to use? Aggressive. Aggressive, yeah. Then it can it can go from 0 to 100 in a very short space of time. Mm. So that's possibly why 
why they did that with him. And if they see signs, they mm. won't leave. They won't say, oh, yeah, we'll book you in for two weeks because they know there are certain um, processes that need to take place. For example, surgery, mm. um, if you have to have chemo, if you have to have radiation, all these things don't sound very pleasant. Mm. But the earlier it's caught, the lesser treatment you have to go through mm. um Errol makes the point that he had to have radiation but that was because because it was caught let caught later um some of the cancer cells had started to travel outside of the prostate area so this is another issue that like you said the longer you leave it the more chance it has to go and spread elsewhere, elsewhere and we don't want it to get into things like lymph nodes and that kind yeah. of stuff so yeah so guys please we urge you to um, take the time to go out, get yourself checked out, make sure everything's okay. Because it's like Lily said earlier, it's yes, it's you and it's your body. We're all individuals. However, we have far reaching effects. We've got family. There's always someone out there that loves us. And we want to make sure that they know that we are okay at the same time. So mm. please, we're going to keep checking in on you and asking you these questions, as well as female things. We'll go into those things as well, because we too have to do um, similar checks as well when it comes to cervical smears and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and I found out the other day, mm. even if you've had a hysterectomy, which is where you have your womb removed, yeah. you still have to go for a smear test. Wow, because it's the cervix, isn't it? They leave the cervix. Yeah. Well, unless you have that removed it's as well, fully, but yeah. you still have to go for a smear test. See, so if you are sexually active... Then it's really no. I thought it was only people that were sexually active. So did I. It's not true. Oh wow! Mm. So it's changed. Yeah. So because I'm sure. Okay, so from the age of 25, that females go for start going for smear tests. Right. Not everyone's sexually active at 25. No. Um, But I don't agree with the fact that they only start doing them at 25. Should be done early. Well, Jade Gooding, wasn't it? She yeah. She was quite young. She was, she was quite young. In the early twenties. Yeah. No, yeah. was she early twenties? She wasn't twenty five. No. She was younger than twenty five. And I know someone else. So two people I know. One person went for her smear, and she then she became a really big advocate for one because they found mm. abnormal cells, and she had to have um, treatment and stuff. It wasn't. She didn't have cancer, but she caught it early yeah um and another person i know was i think she was 18 and they refused to give her for two three years um and then some for some reason someone gave in and she ended up having her smear done yeah and she had cervical cancer wow see so it's no joke mm. it's not a laughing matter it's not a joking matter to put things off mm. We have the now, we're living in the now, in the, this time and space, to go out and make sure that things are okay. Mm. And whereas if they aren't, then at least it can be addressed, mm. as opposed to leaving it and then that's it. Mm. All right, so we really do advocate that you, um, our brothers, um, fathers, uncles, um, dads and granddads, that you go and get yourselves checked out because, like we say... What's the numbers there again, Alicia? One in 12 Asian men, mm-hmm. one in eight Caucasian men, and one in four um, African-Caribbean men. Yeah, and it's 11,000 men die a year from it, isn't it? It's 11,000. Mm. So 
it's really vital that you get yourselves checked out. We'll see y'all in five. Stay there. Like I said, sounds a book of tea. And the MG's green onions. Looks like some spring onions there on the screen there, Lily. Green onions. Green onions. Oh yeah, I used to love that song when I was younger. Okay, so we're talking now the question, we're highlighting the question. And um, how do we release anger towards our parents and learn to forgive them? Now this was a question that was sent in by a listener. And um, yeah, they said that they was having a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. and this person was very angry and couldn't let go mm-hmm. of what the parents had done to them. Mm. And thus um, kept the resentment, kept the anger, not able to release it. So how do we, if we have been um, harmed by our parents, say, how do we release that? Because it says the causes of lifelong anger that some hold against a parent and could be due to any of the following physical or emotional neglect from parents. Mm -hmm. They may not be intentionally abusive, but were affected by their own vulnerabilities or limited emotional capacity, physical, mental or sexual abuse. So, Lily, Um, I think the... the I've got a... The first thing to... um, consider is the fact that or the first thing to accept and acknowledge is the fact that that is a childhood trauma Mm. and with any trauma trauma needs treatment so for example if you hit your head you need to be seen by a doctor if Mm. you cut your hand you need to it's trauma any trauma needs to be treated um you're not going to be able, in my opinion, to build and repair a relationship with a parent um, until you have come to some kind of closure with yourself. Um, And I don't think there's any other way to do that other than therapy, Mm. if I'm honest. I think it's, it's one of those situations where... You need support to get through that, you know, get through that traumatic time Mm. and then to be given the tools on how to manage yourself when you're around that parent and how to be able to to bear being in their presence, Mm. if that makes sense. But even some people have anger towards their parents and they don't even understand understand the reasons reasons why. Yeah, yeah. And it says, what are the most psychologically damaging things a parent can say to their children? So it could just start, like, in a psychological way because um, we said the causes can be physical or emotional neglect as well as sexual abuse. And some of the psychological damaging things are the way that... or or the things that parents say to children, to Mm -hmm. their children when they're they're younger, Mm -hmm. like calling them stupid, um, you know, by... Yeah, just not being loving to their children. Yeah. Yeah, so um, trying to find the the point there. Yeah, there's a, it says Stephanie Unson listed some of the phrases she heard growing up, including stop being so sensitive. You'll understand when you have kids one day. And now what did you do? 
but, but those are quite light things, aren't they, really, when you think? But obviously it had a there's the context. An impact on her, yeah. There's a context, she said. Yeah. With the now, what did you do? Whenever she asked her mum for help, mm. that would be the response. Oh, now what did you do? Yeah. And it says, some are genuinely disturbing. Mm. Yeah. Others are probably throwaway comments. Mm. Um, you might say without even thinking. So then it mm. goes into the thought of the parents. Let's look at the things that parents say and then look at the psychological damage and this is just from words. We're not even looking at the physical or maybe even sexual abuse that a child may have experienced mm. in order to, to really have that resentment and that anger towards a parent that they can't even turn around and forgive them mm. for whatever they've done. We're going to look at um, the comments as well in, um, in the chat, chat as well and um, as well as a Facebook chat. Yeah, so listeners, what are your thoughts on that question? How do we release anger towards our parents and learn to forgive them, okay? We're looking at how we can do that, but we're just looking at the initial uh, reasons as to why maybe some may feel anger and resentment towards their parents at the same time, right? Sorry, say that again. So, so we're, we're looking at the reasons first of why some may feel anger and resentment towards their parents. Yeah. And then we'll go on and look at some of the answers yeah. that our um, listeners are giving us yeah. or have, have spoken. So we spoke of them... Um, and insensitive comments mm -hmm. and throwaway comments that parents might say that their parents said to them and so on and so forth. Yeah. Right. What were some of um, the other comments that Stephanie warns against? So she said, um, I don't know why people say these things, but anyway, it says, um, Stephanie warns against what's wrong with you. Mm. But don't this one and don't be a burden, which she claims was said to her before she was sent off on school activities or any situation involving other people. Mm. Um, I'd guess she, um, the per, the parent was probably saying, "Don't be any trouble at school." But they were putting it down as a burden. It's quite funny in the sense you say that because last week, remember that question that we asked as regards to the morally obligation. Oh yeah, someone and, called the children a burden. And quite a and few then, people yeah. were looking at children as burdens. Yeah, that baggage. was quite shocking. Yeah, that was quite shocking to see that. So mm. how can we be burdensome to somebody? You yeah. can be a burden to someone, but mm. you wouldn't say that to a child. The what's wrong with you, I must admit, I've asked my children that a couple of times mm. in mm. those moments where they're just doing silly things. Yeah. You do say, what is wrong with you? So that but you're not, doing silly but things you're not doing, well. you're not saying it in the sense that I understand when she says about context, mm. um, but then it's us as a parent being able to identify what context are the don't be a burden one. I, I don't think that's appropriate to say, but the the sense of is there a context where you say to your child, what's wrong with you? Yeah, because then you're saying that there's something not right with them. And you're no, telling them because you, something you could be asking them if yeah. they're acting up in a way that something is troubling them. Right. You say, what's wrong with you? Like, tell me what the problem is. See, that, that is that it's the wording. But that's what I'm saying. It's the context. Yeah, yeah. So you can say to a child that does foolishness, oh, what's wrong with you? Like, out of aggravation, <laughs> yes. what is wrong with you? Yes, I have done that a couple of times. Because you just can't understand the concept of why are you acting like this? 
But obviously, in those instances, it's pro- pro- probably better to just and it's leave in a negative co- and come negative back. Way. Yeah, yeah. Or we could maybe find other words that aren't so kind of damning. You know, so what's wrong with you? Maybe is 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 there something I can help you with? Do you no. want to talk about something? No. No? No. Okay. So it's not what you say as well, like you said, it's how you say it too. Mm. So um, Luke Major, a single father of three, argues that any words which completely demean his or her efforts and talents are high on the list of what you shouldn't say to children, especially if uttered while the child is trying to impress you or receive praise. Mm, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, oh, maybe they've done something. I saw this, um, someone said a clip, and it was a little child, and they drew a picture of the the mum. Mm. And, okay, um, it was of the mum. And it was very childlike. It was a childlike picture, Mm. but the dad was over there laughing. (laughs) And the mum was trying not to laugh because she, she had a really scrunched up face and a little ponytail coming out the back. And... You know, how do you... You still laugh. You say, oh, darling, this is lovely. Yeah. <laughs> is that what mummy looks you like? You hold yeah. You know, you don't laugh and be like, hang, 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 that's terrible, what's that? That's damning. Yeah. But if you laugh and you say, oh, you, you have... Sometimes you have to get the laugh out. I've said this before when mm. I'm quite awkward. You have to get the laugh out. But if you're giving an explanation for the laugh, ha, 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 oh, that's lovely, baby. Oh, is that what mummy's hair looks like? Like, you know, yeah. they're laughing with you. They When they start thinking, oh, mummy likes it, because you'll be able to see from their expression if they are upset that you're laughing at it, because you can Well, the dad was over the there laughing, which was... Because the mum was doing exactly what you said there. Mm. However, the dad was like... <laughs> You know, you hear that laughing in the background and it's mm. like the child was, she was torn. Yeah. As to like, is it, you know, and a, a bit sort of up in the air about it and quite upset. Hold on, we've got a call on. Hello. Yes, hello. Hello. Hi, Hi D, you all right? <laughs> yeah. So we pose that question. Um, yes. Um, personally, mm. okay, the, I believe that... Um, Parents of today yeah. are far too um, soft. soft. And it might sound like I'm, I'm old school and I'm hard. That's not the case. Okay, we, we try to raise our children to, to deal with the world of today. Mm. A lot of parents of today are always trying to, um, what's it, wrap their children up in cotton wool. So when they do come out, there's a, look, if you look at children of today, there's a lot more mental issues of today than there ever has been. Mm. There's a lot more the need for therapy because, yeah. you know, children don't know where they are. If mm. you raise a child, for me, me turning around and telling my child that they can be a girl or a cat or whatever is literally damaging them. Mm. Not me turning around and saying, what, what do you think you're doing? What's that, wrong with you? That is not damaging, okay? For centuries, children have been raised, yeah? Before before we start to get into people, too many people's business, children have to grow up hard and fast, reason mm. being, because it was survival, okay? If you're hanging around, you're going to get eaten, yeah? Or you're going to get, t- uh, this isn't that's going to happen to you, okay? Why is it in this country, right, we... Um, 
coddle-waddle our children, wrap them up, but you go to third-world countries, you've got four-year-olds looking after newborn babies. <laughs> yeah, right? They have that responsibility. And that, it's that more of the village, issue. though, that's doing that. It's not the child. It's more of the village that is looking after No, the sometimes they are left in a situation. Mm. Okay, let me ask you a question. Yes, we see a lot of we see a lot of um, stuff on social media and stuff. I guarantee you, you've seen so through media. I'm sure you've seen that little one with the Chinese, the two little Chinese kids. Yeah, Chinese boy must have been about five years old, and he's on the walk, in the walk cooking up a nice stir fry for his little brother. Mm. Yeah, that's not, that's not abuse, though, is it? When you think that's no, not, no, no, no. But in it's this country, abuse. no, that's not what I'm saying. Mm. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm saying about how how we prepare for for the future. Mm. Because I remember when we grew up, when I grew up, life was kind of hard. Yes, we were disciplined. We were disciplined hard, mm. okay? But it kind of prepared us for what to expect down the line, mm. okay? But that's and discipline, yes, we, isn't we, it, Dave? We, we, we carried on. We mm. carried on some of the stuff that we grew up experiencing and saying, okay, we don't really want to do that to our children. Mm. Okay? Now, if you look at your children and see how your children turn out, then can you turn around and say, okay, then, well, you know, did I mess them up? Because you know in, in certain circumstances that you might have said certain things mm. to your children mm. and your children responded in a certain way. But you know what? If you talk to your child in a certain way and explain to them, That's okay, the so you, 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 have a, you have an issue. You might have said, oh, you're being really stupid or, you know, say something like that. But afterwards, you say, look, I apologize, mm. okay? You were acting in a certain way and daddy was a bit frustrated, mm. okay? And as, as parents, we get frustrated. As a child, you get frustrated. Get them to understand. If you talk with your children, mm. then they can understand. If, you, yeah. if all you're doing is just yelling at them, yelling at them, yelling at them, discipline them, discipline them, discipline them, but not explaining to them what they're doing. Mm. Because remember, most children see certain things as they grow older. Oh, when you have your own children, your children are behaving a certain way. You think, Rah. well, that was you know, one of the things that one of the parents said as well, isn't mm. it? Well, will you wait till you have, have um, children? However, Dicarlo, we, what we're talking about here are the, the things that cause lifelong anger. So you, when d- you explain I to a youngster, yeah, yeah. When you explain to a youngster, it's different. Okay, I'm sorry, yeah, maybe exactly. daddy or mummy was a bit too harsh there. Mm-hmm. But we're talking here, the ones that are angry because a parent has physically or emotionally or abuse them or neglected them mm. so neglect we're talking about it from that level as well as being a physical mental or sexual abuse that's totally different to how saying, far you know, do you take neglect yeah how far yeah. do you take neglect because some children classes being neglected mm. by not having the latest phone not having the best trousers well, that's not neglect the is latest it? trainers that's not neglect no, but some children view that as, no, as, no, as we neglect know that. Yeah. We know that, but a lot of children respond to that. Right. Right? They go to school in their school, they're having issues at school because they didn't get what they wanted at home. And that's right. psychologically okay. damaging because right. they're growing children, up in an environment where on. everyone's getting and they're not. America, mm. America, mm. a child, children were divorcing their parents because they couldn't get what they want. And does that have, a, that will have a psychological effect on the youngster you're saying, Lily? Mm. Okay, but that's not the parents' fault. That's because the child's a brat. Yeah, but then it would be the parents' fault because no, they're no, to be a, parents, a brat. Parents, parents they've listen, instilled that. Are, as parents, we do 
we do, we have a responsibility mm. as well. We can't always, you know, but the problem is when you're trying to be a parent and then everyone else around you is um, stepping into the authority of your, your parenting, mm. how, can you, how can you be a good parent? Yeah. You know, if you abuse your t- child, then you don't deserve to have your children. You shouldn't be with your children. Mm. Okay? But uh, discipline is very, very important. It is. Now, it there's is. a difference with discipline and there's a difference with abuse. Mm. Yeah, and this is the point. I think a lot of um, taking it from that point, from an abusive maybe aspect as to why, like, like you're saying, right, so some kids might see it as neglect, that they didn't get what they want, and then they might not speak to their parents because of that. However, if a, a, an older person has been neglected, have been maybe beaten or whatever the parent did to, to make them be angry mm. at the parent and not be able to release that, then that's something completely different. And in the sense you say, Leisha, that they might need that therapy. They might need to speak to someone to help them get over it. Mm. And some people may never get over it as well mm. because they've got to be willing to to want to make that change as well. Mm. Yeah. It's a, it's a, the, the question is a very deep question. Mm. And, it, you know, you cannot, you cannot raise a child in society if society keeps interfering. Yeah. yeah. You, cannot, you cannot instill what your child needs to learn to be, you know, become something better in life if you're allowing other hands into your cake the, tr- the trouble is d is that in this society everyone else does raise your kids you've got the television showing them all sorts of things you've got the social media because a lot of youngsters that it's i'm sure the platforms for people youngsters that are Technology. above 16 years of age however they found themselves on that regardless of the the age limits there's the media what's being said in the news you know and there's so many other factions that do come in this school now. Well, would, you, you, say, can't do, well, you, would can't... you say then, in the next 30 years then, because you know they're aiming to do certain things for 2000, 2030 and 2050. Mm. So by the time it gets to 2050, yeah. do you believe that a lot of the children, with the way that technology and with the way society is nowadays, they, they're going to be very damaged? Because if you think about children, when was the last time you walked out your door and see children playing outside. You don't see it no more. We do see it here. The only, the only time you see children playing is when they go to the, if their parents have taken them to the park. Mm. We see lots of I was, youngsters I remember playing being out, out here, somewhere. I remember I being out somewhere. Area. Sorry, this is my last thing. I remember being out somewhere, okay, and these children, the little kids were walking by themselves. Mm. And the person that I was with was like, where's, where's, where's the kid's parents? Why are, these, why are these children out by themselves? But, but they're not out by themselves. They're in a group mm. and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're happy and they're playing together. Mm. No, they should be with their parents. Why? Because why? there's a white van going around yeah, and taking because, youngsters as well. There's no, a lot of children. Only a certain children. type of children. Yeah. But there's always been a van going around taking children. There's always been a car going around taking children. It's always, that's always been happening. Not on the scale media, that it is. It blows days. up even more. Mm. It blows up it's even more. It's on quite a high scale. It's, yeah. it's... The scare, scaremongering is, is 10 times more than it used to be. Mm. It's just more yeah. in our face. It definitely, like I said, it is more in our face. This is why society is raising our youngsters. Lily, 
Yeah, thank you very much, Dee. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the question as well. We're going to um, we're going to develop it a little bit more and mm-hmm. see what some of our listeners have mm-hmm. written in mm-hmm. and said as regards to how to. Just forgive. want to say something. Yes. Yo, listeners, stop listening and start <laughs> phoning in and um, speak your mind because your your information, your input is really important. Let people know. Don't be scared. Phone the radio station. Buy some credit and phone the radio station. <laughs> Buy some <laughs> credit. Right. Thanks, Dee. Thank See you. Later. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. I agree yeah. with what Nicole said. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's quite a quite, quite challenging to that. Um, I was having this conversation with my um, best friends over the weekend mm-hmm. where I said that this Gen Z, yeah. Generation Z, they're very vocal about everything, but they're... They've been wrapped up in cotton wool a little bit. I don't even think they've been wrapped up in cotton wool. I think their opinions are so strong, and I think it's good to have strong opinions, mm. but have strong opinions about the right things. Oh, it's them. they do silly... They do things like, oh, my mum said, oh, go and wash the dishes, but this is your house. Why am I doing this? Because this is your... I mean, things like that. This is the gener- This is the next generation that's going to be raising kids. And you're going to ask your children to have respect for you when you just disrespected your parents How on social media. How did they get media. that way, though? How did they get that way? I think it is, like um, Uncle Booty said, I think it is the others that are, help- that are in the... Trying to raise the children. Oh, did you know that you don't have to do that mm. when your parents say, oh, no, no, your parents make you wash the dishes. Oh, no, no, no. You don't have to tell your parents that you're going on the pill. That's another one. Well, you don't, but I think you should. And I, yeah. I think things like, I think when there are institutions that tell children more than what they need to, because their children do not need to know everything, Why their are they children doing it, keep them at, so that they can undermine they learn how to undermine mm. Mm. because the un- undermining, especially in certain cultures, look at our culture. Yeah. Okay. We've gotten past the beat in the children, which I don't agree with. We've gotten that past that stage, but when we put other things in place to discipline our children, Oh no, no, you can't do that. But I couldn't smack them. Yeah. And now I'm, using other methods i know my friend said his parents used to make him use a teaspoon and go down the stairs and fill up a bucket i think that's very good punishment but someone else would say oh that's abuse that's not abuse that's how they handled their household and this young man is a very respectful young man now well listeners we're asking the question we are asking the question how do we release anger towards our parents and learn to forgive them that's if dependent on what they've we live in a very different time this this time. So that question, is it relevant? Is it irrelevant, Lily? It's very relevant. Yeah. However, when I think of childhood trauma, I do think of abuse. Mm. I think of psychological debu- abuse. I think of neglect. I think of physical abuse. Yeah. Someone will say beating your child is physical abuse. Yes, it can be very traumatic. However, we got licks when we were younger. We was younger. Well, I didn't. I wasn't that bad, but... <laughs> People I know got licks when they were younger mm. and they are well-rounded citizens, mm. okay? Whereas the others whose parents just let them do anything and everything 
have spent quite a number of years in another institution that doesn't educate them. Do you understand what I mean? So it's all down to what you consider to be abuse. There are obviously clear things that are abuse. Mm. And yes, certain terms that we say to our children can be damaging. However, me saying to my daughter, oh, stop being so sensitive. In one instance, okay, she should learn to have her emotions. She should be able to share her emotions. Yeah. But then we're also saying, as a people let girls be girls and let boys be boys. Well, girls are sensitive and girls are emotional. It's, but it's a completely different society. We'll, 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 discuss, we'll continue after the break, but it's just think of this. We're living in such a different society then. Like DiCarlo just said there, that even if you don't give your child something that they want, that that's classed as neglect. Where do you draw the line? See you all in five. Call us now on 07895 that's 07-895-134713. Ooh, sounds of Omar there. That song is timeless. So many timeless songs out there. It's wonderful. I love, 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 love music. All right, Salili, continuing on with that conversation. What are some of the comments that we've um, uh, been sent in? So... Um... Just going through some of the comments, I'll mm. pick a couple. Um, Ashley says, think about what kind of upbringing life they've had. Realise none of us are perfect. Yeah. Um, Matthew says, it's never for anyone. I've always, it's always about ourselves, for ourselves, to ourselves. It's just, it just disguises itself as forgiveness for someone else. It's all just for us. I really agree with that. We always have to be forgiving of the other person. Mm. Um, but actually, it's it should be more about your own personal mental freedom from the feeling of anger yeah. than having to forgive that person. Because I know they say forgive and forget and the Lord says forgive 77 times. Amen. Which, yes, but there are certain things that happen to you in life that is not forgettable. Mm. But then you can kind of understand or rise above that feeling of anger, feeling of hurt. As um, DJ Laro says here, he says, learn to continue loving and respecting them mm. regardless because um, I can't remember whose question it was or answer it was, but they said... I think it was Vanessa. She said it was how it was back then. Maybe they did what was done to them. So we have to break the cycle. Remember, the care was given to boys back then too. School, um, in school, holding on to anger and resentment only destroys us in the end. Mm. I've tried to understand the, old, the older I've got, parenting comes with no manual. So I don't know. I'm sorry. No, I, I agree with her. I can only agree to a certain point. Why? Because when it comes to abuse, mm. there isn't, you don't need a manual to tell you that abuse is wrong. Yeah, but we're not talking about abuse. We're talking about overcoming it and no, mo- but moving on from it and not staying stuck but the and continuing living through it. The person yeah. saying there's no manual for parenthood. Mm. As a parent... yeah. 
I'm not talking about the child, I'm talking about as a parent, that you shouldn't have something dictated to you that says abuse is wrong. Right, but if they if that's how they were grown, how would they know any better? They that's that's what I'm saying, that might become their norm as to how to raise a child. No, because when it's something that you feel is not normal, mm. yes, oh, I used to be beaten when I was a child. That was our normal. But did you like it? Just like what Uncle Booty said. He said there were certain things that we have had happen to us in the past yeah. that we wouldn't put on to our children. There's certain things that we were raised in a certain way. We were never abused. That No, we was loved inside and out. But there's certain way things that... Um, rules and regulations that we had when we were growing up that we no, won't necessarily impose on our children because we don't yeah. agree with it. it. You cannot say, oh, that's how I was raised. We used to be beaten to a pulp and my parent used to let my other parent have sex with me. Mm. That's not normal. Yeah. And you did not like that. So why would you think that's acceptable? Because they didn't break the cycle. Up? Because purely because they didn't break the cycle. And that's the point. But I don't understand. I'm sorry, I don't understand I that. know you don't understand because you, you're not kind of possibly been in that position. Whereas... But I don't feel like you have to be in that position to be able to understand that it's wrong. But some people won't leash. This is the point I'm trying to make. Some people will continue that cycle. And then hopefully down the line, someone will break that cycle. Remember we spoke a while ago on generational curses. Mm-hmm. That could just be a generational curse. But you say, um, being the person that's coming out from that, that I just read a book recently called Broken, Mm -hmm. and she was, the things that were done to this young girl, it Mm. was just unbelievable. However, she broke the cycle. Mm. She's got children now, she's not going to treat her children. She exposed what was going on, because it was a whole ring of these guys, just with all the kids around the neighbourhood. Yeah, it it was, it's horrendous. And they exposed him on Newsnight on BBC. Um... Big thing, big, big thing. Mm. Sean, Sean Reese or something her name was, I can't remember. Broken is the name of the book. Mm. You see, so, the, so the, and her sisters, they, this, they had this happening to them, but wouldn't tell anybody about it mm. and thought that this was normal. But I understand yeah? that. Okay. That I understand. I understand being the abused and thinking what's happening to me isn't nice, but this is just how I'm... This is That's what they're accustomed my, to. Yeah. Right. But she, like, she didn't like her in experience. She didn't then just go, didn't go in and impose it on her children. That's what I'm saying. But some people do. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. I don't. That I, well, some people I, do. And that's why that. That, that question is, does arise. How do we release the, um, anger towards our parents? Now, um, Hortense, she highlights, she says, um, some parents don't know that they cause trauma to their own child, especially if they're old school traditional parents. Yep, I yeah, I agree with that. Um, important to differentiate punishment and discipline. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, parents can overprotect their child and cause psychological damage. So even overprotection, mm-hmm. um, um, e.g., fear, neglect, not able to socialize, to um, overconfidence. Um, can't accept failure, etc., etc., etc. They must impose balance and not favoritism. Mm. Yeah, so I agree with that. I think yeah. there are some instances whereby, when you're raised in a strict 
household. Caribbean, mm. African, Christian household, you are almost stifled. And because your parents don't know any better, because yeah. that's what they've been raised as, and then they've then said, well, this is what we know is how we were raised and we was raised good and this is what we're going to impose on you. I get that because I don't think that's abuse. I just think that's being um, mentally controlled by your environment. Mm. If you're, I'm going to speak of this as Christian, being brought up in Christianity, we are taught to live our lives a certain way. And I think a lot of the time, staunch Christians, it's not written in the book, so you can't, differentiate what is right what is wrong and what is down to your conscience and if you can't make a decision based on your own conscience it's automatically wrong Mm. for example we were taught when we were raised you can only have friends that are in the same congregation as you yeah yeah so when it comes to having friends outside no 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 you can't you can't Mm. do that Mm. whereas i personally feel if you know is that person living their life wholesome are their parents wholesome do they have good morals yeah then I don't personally see the problem with it yeah but because some people are so staunch nope that's what they said you can't go left or right you must go straight because the destination isn't just straight ahead of you there are many routes to get to the same destination and I feel that when you are raised in such a strict environment, you know, that can have a... It can have a long-lasting effect on you. It can traumatise you. It can put the fear of God, as they say, into you, where you do become a conformist. <laughs> Speaking about yeah. Matthew as well earlier, he he does go on to say he experienced mm. domestic violence from yeah. his dad and um, directed it to his mum, and himself and all of their siblings until his mum passed away when he was nine. And for years he hated his father, but through his journey, mm. um, he learned to forgive him and we become they become very close before he passed away. Mm. Um it says I was a lot of inner work though, but I'm glad I did it. So this is someone so that's actually experienced himself. right. So he experienced the domestic violence. Okay, the abuse from his father. Yet, that was the point, Leish. He worked on himself. Mm. And I think that's the the point when it comes to forgiveness. That's what um, Joy says as well. Outside influences do more damage. And I forgive is too rife. And more reasoning, less less confrontational behaviour. But it does start with us. Um, we're asking, how do we release the anger? But, sorry, yeah. okay. Mm. I'm going to be devil's advocate here. Yep. As the child, you have to forgive your parents. But when... when Why are we giving the parents a blind? When, when, is, when is it... Why is it unacceptable to call out said parent and say... I forgive you that this happened to me as a child, but I need you to acknowledge that what you did was wrong. Sometimes they may never acknowledge it. That's, and that's where, you, that's where you have to move on from that anger and that resentment and leave that with them. You have addressed it by going to that person. Yeah? Mm. Now, if they don't want to acknowledge or accept, then that's down to them. But in order for you to move on, you've got to let it go. 
Otherwise, that will follow you around for the rest of your life. Yeah, but you might have let it go, but you just need that one little bit of... What if it does never come? <sighs> if it never comes? I just, I don't... I can't go there with that expectation. I think the way my mind works, because we haven't, like you said, we haven't been raised like that. Mm. But the way my mind works is the fact that and this is where I think Gen Z's have it, why they are this way inclined. Yeah. Why must I give up of myself? Yeah. And be the bigger person when you can walk around and, and act like nothing ever happened? Why? Because they can. Remember, you're the person to break the cycle. So it's not the parents, they continued in it. But for the next gen to break that cycle, mm-hmm. yeah? So it's about, it's about, I think Matthew had it down to T and it is about um, forgiving ourselves for us, regardless yeah. of what happened, that we can move on and, and elevate ourselves above all of that. Just like that woman, she exposed the guy, her mum died, her dad died, but it was a stepdad. And she exposed him, showed everyone what he was, and she rose above it. And she's doing some really great Phoenix something it's called is the, the organisation that she's with that she's um, founded founded, and it does start with the person. Mm. That's why you spoke about going into therapy and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, you definitely need therapy, especially if you've suffered um, abuse. Yeah. So Lily, sorry, we all got a bit heavy there, guys, didn't we? And then we had thank you everyone for that wrote in to us. Um, <laughs> What's that? Yes, Lily. Um, Joy says self-control, self-realizations is first. Sometimes we need to understand ego is the biggest problem. Realistically, you comfort the outcome in you control the outcome in your life, and that is just so true. We do. We are the ones that are in control. And if anyone makes you angry, no one makes you angry. We make ourselves angry because we've taken ourselves there, and we can be in control of that. As hard as it might seem that we can be in control of that. But then it's it's uh, work in practice. Lily, what does um, the 10X rule say? Please. And then we're going to be signing off for the evening. So thank you, everyone, that tuned in to today. Um, shouting out all the DJs on the station. Please check the schedule. You can find out um, who's playing on what, what day, what night, and at what time, as well as a Facebook group, all of the, the um, posts go up to show you who's on for the day. And give yourselves a round of applause. Sorry, my, my voice is very tired. I, I don't know what I've been doing. I've been talking all start and I had my ebook um, mm. course that I, I presented on Saturday. So I have been going all start end. Um, so thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, um, tune in. Thank you, chatroom crew and Lily, please. Yes. When I say every week this book falls into place. Yes. It falls into place. What does it say? Break traditional ideas. Thank you. That's it. Amen. The most successful of the successful go beyond the concept of mere change and challenge traditional thinking. Look at organisations like Google, Apple and Facebook and you will see companies that challenge traditions and create new ways of doing things. They break that which already works in order to get to a better place. The most successful are looking to create traditions, not follow already established ones. Do not 
be a prisoner of the thinking agreed upon by others. Figure out ways to take advantage of the traditional thinking that holds others back. The, the successful are called thought leaders who design the future with forward thinking. There you go. So we've got to break Why the patterns. That's muddles. We have to break the patterns, regardless mm. of what has gone before, regardless of what people have done us, regardless, regardless. We are the ones that got to step over that boundary mm. of the cycle that we may. It's not box. She said we're not stuck in a box. We no. step outside of that, and then we continue with a positive mindset. It's all about mindset mm. and we can only do that for ourselves regardless of what's happened to us in the past the past is gone why keep going back and living there if you don't want to be there yeah it's true okay so let's think about that so beautiful people thank you so much for tuning in and i guess all that we have left to say is we will see, see y'all on, on the, the other, other side. side take care